Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Well, grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text, uh, or our, our, our sermon title should probably be read, uh, Fishing and Feeding and Forgiveness. Yeah, our, our text, though, from, from John's Gospel uh, reads, After this, Jesus revealed himself to his, uh, again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and then he revealed himself in this way. Well, the question we should be asking is, well, after what? What were the events that preceded this third revelation of Jesus to, uh, to his apostles? It should be noted, it was after Peter had first rushed to defend Jesus by drawing the sword and, and cutting off the, the uh, servant of the high priest's ear. It was after Peter himself had denied our Lord three times by the fire in that courtyard of the high priest. It was after he and uh, Peter and John sprinted back to the tomb upon hearing from Mary that the Lord was not there. It was after... Peter then returned home, amazed and bewildered. And it was after Jesus had bodily appeared and revealed himself to his disciples over those next two weeks in the locked room, first with Thomas's absence and then when Thomas was there. So it's after all of these events, Jesus is revealing himself to Peter and some of the disciples by the shores of Galilee. How do we go from Jerusalem, where the crucifixion and all those events took place, and to get back to Galilee, which was a little distance from Jerusalem? We read in the text that it all began when Peter uttered three simple words. I'm going fishing. Right? I'm going fishing. You recall that three years prior to this, Peter was simply known as Simon at that time. He and his brother Andrew, they were, um, they were fishermen, not kind of the, the weekend anglers like some of us might be, but these guys were professional fishermen. That's how they fed their families. That's, they they pulled, it, pulled in uh, large catches of fish, and they took it to market so they would support and care for the needs of the family. Well, according to Luke's gospel, Jesus appears and, and shows himself to uh, to then Simon and Andrew and his fishing partners as they were uh, washing their nets after a night of unsuccessful fishing. This is in, in Luke's gospel. And he comes up to Simon and asks to go in his boat, and he sets out from shore, and he starts teaching. And he's teaching till about three, uh, you know, in the, in the afternoon. And you remember what happens next? After Jesus is done teaching, he tells Peter and the others to put out into the deep waters. Go out again. I know it's afternoon, but go out again. Let your nets down for a catch. Simon comments that they labored all night, and they didn't catch anything. But if Jesus said so, well, then they'd let their nets that they had, they had labored all morning to, to wash and amend. And they do. And all of a sudden, their two nets were so full of, full of fish that he, Peter had to call in the other boat. And between the two boats, they could barely pull it all into the boat. The whole account, though, ends with Jesus addressing Simon and the others. And he says to them, from now on, you will be, what? Fishers of 
men, right? And then he says to them, follow me. In John's gospel, in the 21st chapter, Peter says, I'm going fishing. Can you hear a sense of lowliness in that statement, a sense of despair and brokenness in that statement, a sense of just defeat? I've got nothing left in the tank, guys. I've denied Jesus. What's there left for me to do? I'm going to go back to Galilee. I failed at catching men, so I guess I'll just go back to catching fish. At least I can do that right. And so he takes with him no longer doubting Thomas, Nathaniel, James, John, and two others. They went out to the Sea of Galilee, and they went for a night of fishing. Well, we read that it's a fruitless labor. It's an exercise in futility. Two, 12 hours of, of work, and there's nothing to show for it. Not a single fish in the net. Their return to their former vocations, it was a complete bust. It turned out that they couldn't even do that right. Even though they went in the night, the best time to haul, haul in a, a schools of fish, they came up empty. Their moods, their, their countenance, their spirits... They were as dark as the nighttime sky. This was not going according to plan. It's not supposed to be like this. And when day broke, they had nothing but the foreboding sense of failure that seemed to cling to their empty nets. But then, at the same time, at the break of day, a voice calls out from shore, Hey, little ones, children, have you any fish? No, was the answer. It was insult to injury for these exhausted but experienced fishermen. Well, hey, cast your net to the right side and you'll, you'll find some. Really? We've been doing this all night and this voice from shore says, cast on the right side of the boat and there's going to be fish. Well, yet as ridiculous as and improbable as it seems, they cast their empty nets to the right side of the boat and in an instant, in an instant... Their exhaustion turns into exhilaration. Their, their frustration to frenzy as they try to pull the net aboard. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden it clicks for John. He says, it's the Lord. And that was enough for Peter. The catch, the proclamation, he throws on his clothes, he jumps overboard, he thrashes wildly to the sea, and he's leaving the others to haul in the big catch of fish that he had at first been so eager to catch. And now, see, none of that mattered because Jesus was there. And look how Jesus was there. Look at the way in which he revealed himself to those disciples in the third, uh, this third time. The, the risen Jesus is sitting on the shore before them, and he is serving. He is serving like he has done before. Jesus is feeding the hungry fishermen who that night did not catch a single fish to feed themselves. But in the light of that morning, the smell of fish cooked over a charcoal fire, wafted in the breeze with Jesus himself serving as the cook and as the host. Jesus was present to serve. And so they ate in his presence. They ate breakfast with him. Jesus, the crucified and now risen one, ate with Peter and the others on the shore of Galilee. With their, and, and, and in the background, 
their nets set full of 153 large fish. 153, that's oddly specific, isn't it? In the scriptures, we encounter numbers that are of some significance. Mrs. Bruner, thank you. Three is the number for the Holy Trinity, right? Twelve is often referring to the twelve tribes of Israel or the the twelve apostles. When we read Revelation, the 24 elders, that's the twelve apostles and the twelve tribes of Israel. It's the, the, the whole people of God, right? But what about 153? There's some number, or there's some some expl- some theories to explain why this number, because John doesn't outright tell us. Some explanations have to do with complex math beyond simple addition, which is a problem for me. So 153 is the triangular number of 17, which means it's the sum of the integers from 1 to 17. And that makes sense to many of you, but not to me. Thanks be to God. St. Augustine noted that 17 is 10 plus 7. Okay, fair. 10 representing the Ten Commandments, 7 for the sevenfold spirit of God, and so... What? What does that mean? Well, perhaps Jerome was on to something. He proposed that according to one ancient naturalist named Oppian, there were 153 known species of fish in the world. Interesting. Now, if Peter and the others were called to be fishers of men, it might serve as a hint to the restoration of Peter to be a fisher of men once again, catching people from every tongue and tribe and nation without distinction for the, with the net of the gospel. Well, whether or not this was specifically intended by John, we don't know. But what we do know is that this third revelation was with a purpose. It was not simply to reveal that Jesus was physically risen from the dead. Now, he had already done that to Mary, to the disciples, uh, already. It was not simply to reveal that the, the, the risen Jesus continues to serve as he had done prior to his betrayal and crucifixion. That's important, but that's not the only thing. I'd say it's this. It's to rescue Peter from the darkness of despair. It's specifically to reinstate Peter as a fisher of men. It's to charge Peter with the feeding of Jesus' flock. And it was to deal with the forgiveness of Peter's sin. By the cooking fire of the shore of Galilee, Jesus asks Peter three times if he loved him. Three times, right? Once for each time Peter showed how little he loved the Lord. Three times, once for each time that Peter denied Jesus by the fire in the courtyard of the high priest. And three times, Jesus is present to absolve Peter's sin, remove his guilt, and then to call him once again out of darkness into his marvelous light. Jesus is restoring him. He's calling him to keep fishing. 
the 153 large fish, they might be serving as an illustration of that gospel message will gather all people from all over the world. Jesus is charging him to feed his sheep, just like the good shepherd was present to feed his disciples. In this account, Peter's sin was met with mercy and grace and the peace of Christ's forgiveness. Feed my sheep, tend my flock. As I have forgiven you, forgive others. As I have served you, serve others. As I have fed you, feed others. And so in this way, Jesus revealed himself to Peter and to the others a third time on the shores of Galilee. Well, what does that mean for us, dear brothers and sisters in Christ? Well, it means that on this third Sunday of Easter, in this sanctuary at Faith Lutheran Church, the Lord is nonetheless present to reveal himself to you. The fire of the Paschal candle reminds us that our living Lord is present with us here and now. The meal at the table that we celebrate is where he provides for you real food for body and soul. The risen Lord is here to give you food that you cannot provide for yourselves. And that is food that brings to you the forgiveness of your sin. He is present in his word, proclaimed, heard, and believed. And by faith, you see that this is not simply a historical account of Jesus a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, but that Jesus is present here and now, and this is now part of your story. For you also were called to follow after Jesus. He called you in the waters of holy baptism. There he exchanged your guilt and your shame, and he provided you with the garments of his righteousness. From that very day, our Lord Jesus has been at work in your lives. Now from that time, there will days come where you and I have denied our Lord in various ways, shapes, and form. There are days where you might feel a lot like Peter, where you just want to go back to a simpler time, a time where things were easier. I'm going fishing. And to sink into darkness and despair. Brothers and sisters in Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ is present here to deal with you graciously and mercifully and deal with you not as your sin deserves, but to restore you and to strengthen you and to feed you and to equip you. That is why Jesus is present That is what Jesus is here to do this day. He is coming to to equip you by his word and spirit. If you hunger for things to be right, if you thirst for things to, to be changed, well then come, for the Lord is present to serve. He gives you the bread of heaven, his risen body and blood, and he will continue to do so until the day when the good work that he has begun in you will come to its full completion. On this, the third Sunday of Easter, we hear 
the third revelation of Jesus to Peter and to others. We hear the threefold restoration of Peter as we're reminded that we too have been restored by Jesus. So just as Peter was, was restored and called to follow our Lord, we too have been called to follow from the baptismal font by the threefold name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And out of that, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, out of Christ's presence and his service to you, you are called to serve others. As Jesus has forgiven you, you are empowered to forgive others. As Jesus has fed you, you are, you are free to feed others. As Jesus has died to sin once and for all, so he has called you to follow him and daily die to your sin. And remember that you are baptized. You are one of our Lord's dearly loved sheep. It is in this way that Jesus is revealed in and through you. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. May the peace of God which passes all understanding guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our risen Lord. Amen.